Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm your host, Daddy Yeah. I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Hoji Dr. Kesmoji. Kesmoji. Not always. And, as, right, and John Justin Timberlake. Sheeran. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, a little bit higher. We also have present on the show our HR representative, Briella Jackman, I believe. Bridget. And Jankars. Right. Bridget. Right. And and Thanks, and okay. obviously I couldn't be on the show last time. Was doing the last line service. of defense against Daddio's tyranny. Where were you, Daddio? John and I were wondering. Yeah, where were you? I, I brought what? I sent in the Hojoscope. Well, you know, it is- and by the way, can I just say, can I just say uh, that it was very brave of you to go on without me on the show. I know what a risk it is every time you run the show without me. Kudos to you, Bridget and John, for you know being willing to take that risk, right? To right. fill right. the vacuum, so to speak. The Someone literally vacuum. had to do it, so yeah, yeah. Well, literally. it is tax season. Everybody knows, and so. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Doesn't mean you have to evade the show as well. I mean, yeah. Well, look, I want to, we have a lot to get to. There's a lot of good news coming out of Cincinnati. And uh, obviously, but also before we get to that, we have to talk about Courtney Brinks.TV. Brinks.TV has been putting together a lot of very fun podcasts for the off season. And their uh, most recent edition is a podcast hosted by Rudy Giuliani. And it is oh, called man. See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And I'm not sure if it's based on the Richard Pryor movie or if it is about the, the kind of challenges of practicing law in America and the kind of moral, the, the balancing of, of kind of different morals, but it's a very fascinating podcast that Courtney is very excited about, and we are too. I'm sure that that is not but, a real podcast. Right, but look, a lot of great content on Brinks. We're talking about the Ray Lewis show. We're talking about the Watch Your Babies show in the NFL. A lot of great stuff. And also, we want you to go to winnow.app slash Sports where you get a direct line to me John and Hoji. And uh, also, I think that uh, Bridget will be monitoring that as well. So she will be reading all the texts, but probably not replying to many of them. But we will, we will keep you up to date with all the news and all the fun stuff that is going on. All right, let us get to that news. And uh, the Bengals, yeah. they did it. 
They did it. And what what I mean is they did it. Yeah. They yes, they signed a tackle, a right tackle who is someone who he calls himself the bodyguard and he is a is a big man and he played at LSU and he has that athletic upside and he wants to play for Joe Burrow. He wants to play with Joe Burrow and they recruited him. All of them, Joe Burrow, even Joe Mixon was involved and they paid him a good amount and, and he signed. And this is after they got two starters, capable starters, respectable starters in Ted Keres and the, the other guy, John, Whose Alex, name Kappa. Alex Kappa. And so now they have three guys who are very respectable on the line and they have Johnny Williams. So basically one hole left, which we'll get to later. But I want to talk and, about And you know, Daddy, yeah. it, 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 he calls himself the bodyguard. And it's interesting that the plot of how we got uh, Lael, is that they pronounce his name? I think it's Lael. Lael. Yeah. Lael. The, the process of how we got Lal was a lot like the movie The Bodyguard, right? Because Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston, it's kind of like, is it going to happen? Is it going to not? And then there's, you know, bittersweet memories, that is all. And then, you know, finally, they run at each other and Lyle, who Kevin Costner, and Joe Burrow, who is Whitney Houston, they, they finally are together. And, it, and really, we weren't sure it was going to happen. The Bengals, the community was uh, stuttering. They were, they were, they were stressing. They were worried. I was worried, and uh, and then it finally, uh, just like the conclusion of the movie, The Bodyguard, uh, happened. Yeah. Except that I think in the movie The Bodyguard, Kevin Costner leaves. Right, but John. So here's the question. That by the way, Jeff Hobson was supposed to be on the show, and and then I think he got a call from his agent saying this will kill your career. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. exactly what happened. It but killed no, he mine, was it killed John's, it killed Bridget's. Yeah. Right. right. It does that. But he was supposed to be on the show, and he, he had to cancel. So in, instead, we're going to ask John the questions that you sent for Jeff Hobson. So, so John, my first question, or Jeff, is what about depth? So the Bengals, they, they have a good starting line. Or let's we still have to figure left guard, like we said. Okay. But... You know, Fred Johnson, what is going on there? I mean, he is a capable a swing tackle. He's a sweetie heart, a sweetie pie. He was on our show. And he's a, he, has, he has the upside. He's a still young. He's a smart guy. And they could have kept him for, what, two and a half million? And they still have some cap space, like five or ten million, based on what Jake Liskow, who was on our show last week, was, was tweeting. Shout out. So, so now we have Isaiah Prince at tackle, and what else? I mean, why, why wouldn't you keep a tackle for $2.5 million? Well, for starters, I think the Bengals are being a lot like you, Daddyo. They're being really stingy with how they're handling Fred Johnson. They tendered him with basically a $2.5 million contract because that was the type of free agent that he was. And you would only do that if you're worried that another team or teams are going to be interested in that player. So you got to keep him away from the open market. But he didn't actually sign the tender. Maybe he did. Regardless of what it was, they kept him out of free agency to then waive him and release him back basically into free agency under that contract after they signed Lel Collins. Now, we don't know if he's coming back, but in all likelihood, if he does come back, 
he will not be under a contract that pays him two and a half million this year. It will probably be for less wow. because I mean that was it wasn't expected for him to get paid that much anyways because he was inactive last year a lot. He was a healthy scratch for most of the season. People thought that he was falling out of favor with the coaching staff. So he may be back, he may not be back, but if he does come back, he'll be back for cheaper than what we thought he was going to get paid, which kind of relates to you. I would think that's how you Yeah, yeah, it's that. just like when when we signed the contract for this show and we say right. how much we're going to get paid and then later yeah. we find then I out fired that it's you. rupees. Well, I had to fire no, then we find that that is yeah. No, then we find that that is rupees instead of dollars. You remember that? And, and, and I didn't even say ridiculous. which rupees. You guys don't even know how many different kinds of rupees that are out there. I did the research. But look, here's the thing, John. Tacklers are important. I know we're going to draft one or two. Maybe, I don't know, some of the guys we got last year, maybe some of them can play tackle. De is it Deontay Smith or is it the other guy? Akeem Adeniji, maybe they can play tackle? I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure that they draft a tackle, to be honest with you, because Jonah and Lyle are two very, very solid starters at the very least. You have, yeah. I think Akeem Adeniji is a natural tackle. They played him at guard, but he belongs on the edge. Isaiah Prince, they probably probably want to keep him for at least another year. That's four guys, two four you guys. Know, decent backups. And then, again, yeah. Fred could be back into the equation, too. So if they draft a guy, I'm not even sure he makes the roster at this point. Yeah, I mean, But how Fred are we at tweeted, center, John? How are we Fred, at center? Well, that's a different discussion. Yeah, but we can talk about the guards and the interior line. We need some depth there, too. I mean... I don't know if it's Spain, we can talk about, is he going to come back? You know, is he going to take another one year or smaller deal? I don't think so. I think he thinks he's a starter. I think he took an Ogan Joby deal. He should be year. a starter. Yeah, but he's not getting the kind of offers he thought he would. So, I mean, unless the Jaguars have too much money, you know, to burn. I don't know. He wouldn't be the first decent lineman to go through free agency without signing a deal and then go into the summer still unemployed, like Morgan Moses, a guy that a lot of Bengals fans wanted to sign this offseason. He lasted until like July last year before he signed yeah. on with the Jets. He played a whole year with the Jets. He ends up signing a three-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. So it could be the same thing with Quinn Spain. Maybe he goes unsigned until the draft. Maybe the Bengals don't draft an offensive lineman as early as maybe they're expecting, and Quinn Spain is still there because there's not a lot of interest for Quinn Spain in general. So maybe he goes a while without having a job and maybe they bring him back because honestly, aside from Kappa, who they just signed and Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith, they basically have no guards. It's yeah. a very weak spot on the roster right now. I mean, I would like to see them bring Hopkins back. If another team doesn't throw cash at them, I don't know if he would be interested. And like you said, taking a smaller role and less money, but I would love that, you know, but Another thing, John, is we were going to talk to Jeff about are the Bengals done? Because he wrote an article yesterday talking about he thinks they're just going to make add some complimentary pieces. And, uh, and I'm not sure, but I think that is like the, the kind of stuff they leave on your pillow at hotels. And it's well, they're not like free. The, the players aren't free like the things on the pillow. Basically free. Basically free. And, uh, and kind of they freshen your mouth, but you, they, they don't count as a meal. You still have to pay for a meal separately. But look, uh, I, I hope that one of those pieces is Ogan Joby. I don't think so. He got offered, you know, $40 million. I don't think he's going to settle for a million dollars. Well, this is know. another daddy move because he signed a three-year $40 million deal with the Bears. The Bears knew that he just had surgery on that foot. And then when no other defensive tackle signed for nearly that much on the open market, they realized, hey, we kind of overpaid for this guy. Let's just fail his physical so we can release him and be out of this cap. 
And then they sign a much cheaper defensive tackle who's almost just as good. So Ogunjobi won't sign a deal anywhere close to what he got with the Bears. And it could be a similar situation with Spain. Like he could go a while without being signed because most other teams have already solved their issues at defensive tackle. So yeah, that, but that's I mean, legal. You can you can just fail someone physically. Well, no, physically no. Fit? What he means is he, they knew that he wasn't healthy, but they signed him despite that. And Pretty then much. when they looked at the market, they were like, "Hey, we have an out. We have a way of getting out of this contract." And I actually wow. have those in your contracts. I say, you know, for right. instance, Bridget, you know, if John doesn't continue to grow, that's and not he doesn't true. Reach and we John, all know we don't have contracts. <laughs> well, when John first signed on, he was still growing, and so if he yeah. ever doesn't reach six foot four, I can. Uh, well, he's he's growing emotionally, unlike you. You have reverted right. to a childlike state. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. When was I, I supposed to hit six four in the contract? Well, John, we, you know, based on, based on how tall are chart, you, John? Not six four. Yeah. Six three. He's, Sure. He doesn't want to. I mean, each wow. inch it, it, it takes a, Big a little bit of his. Yeah, you could be a lineman, Look. John. Yeah, John. Okay. John, so be that's careful. They're going to send you to the mall in Cincinnati and get you a new suit and sign you as a lineman. Well, I need to find another kid and a trench coat and then act like I'm six three at this point. Yeah, John. Look, John. Daddyo has done that. Yeah, if you do, you will get... Yeah, he always has a hard time getting into adult movies, rated R and whatnot. They always card him because he's so short. Okay, okay, we're getting off topic. But look, I want to talk about, lastly, John, Stephen Gilmore. Everybody's saying these rumors, Stefan. And everybody's saying these rumors... Stefan. Are, yes, they are saying that these rumors, John, are just rumors. And they're not true. But I saw like five different NFL accounts on Twitter with the name NFL rumors. and rumors in them confirming these rumors. Well, one of them that didn't spell rumors, but I'm not surprised you thought yeah. it. So they are confirmed as rumors. Exactly. They're, now, they're John, confirmed the as rumors. You're saying that the rumors have been confirmed as rumors. I would say this, uh, Jeff, John Jeff that you have been a spot on. So John and Jeff, they're kind of the same person. They both said the Bengals are gonna go after Enough. second tier. They said second tier, third tier. John said, look, don't expect to get the first tier. And Jeff said, what did he say? He said, you know, they might do what they did at cornerback and get the two for one. Which, yeah, which uh, honestly- How about three for I, one? I, yeah, well, they kind of did, you're right. Why I not? mean, look, $26 million, Let's say Trent Williams, if he was signing a deal, you know, the top tackle, if he was signing a deal, it'd be over 20 million. They got three starters for 26 million a year, right, John? Uh, uh, so, I mean, some, something just happened. So the Dolphins signed Taron Armstead, who was the top left tackle in the market, for five years, 75 million. So that's wow. what? That's almost that's 18 a per year? 20, yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. So that, that was like. Yeah, how how much got, does LeBron James get a year? A little bit more than that. Yeah, I guess like just from basketball, like 40 million, I think. Yeah, but look, okay, John. So it's the fun Gilmore. It's, it's probably not going to happen. No. But I would say it's this. It's with, with all the new quarterbacks in the AFC, and now Matt Ryan has been added, and you have Deshaun Watson, who we're going to talk about next, and you have, uh, you know, you have Russell Wilson, you know. I think maybe 
the, the secondary held up fine in the playoffs last year, but maybe we will need a, a, a quality cornerback. But I just don't think for their budget, they're going to get one before the draft. Well, aside from Gilmore, there's no real quality cornerbacks left. And this is right. kind of what they do every single year. After free agency, there's always a position that you look on the roster and say, hey, it looks really freaking weak. It's probably where they're going to go in the first round of the draft. Aside from Eli Apple, they haven't done anything at cornerback. Like they haven't, they they released Trey Waynes because they expected to. Like he wasn't coming back anyways. They have no depth behind Eli Apple. You're not in the worst position ever if you have Eli Apple starting Week One, but you have to think that they're going to add bodies there regardless. And they have a history of drafting cornerbacks in the first round. That's probably where they're going to go in the, in the draft, and they're going to get a guy who can compete with him. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say one little thing here, John, which is that what I like about the way the Bengals draft is that they don't seem to draft for position. They draft for the player. And what I mean by that well, is that, yeah. they, they see what they can get in the first round, and they kind of don't care what I need it fits. don't know about that. No, they actually— I do like, know about that. No, with like for instance, when we need a center, we took— we, 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 we That was the old days. I'm talking about the new days. Well, the new days, I mean, they were drafting so early, there wasn't much of a decision. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, Jamar Chase. I mean, they, they well, but that the was, famous just, Jamar Chase incident, though. Well, I, we did need a receiver, though. We didn't need, they did not need a receiver. Well, let me just say this. This, because I want to incorporate the questions from Reddit. And so this is a question from Desert Impulse. And he's a user on Reddit. And he's saying, you know, Will adding all this talent, will this change their draft approach? And he's saying now they can just go best player available instead of positions of need. And I want to incorporate something that Jeff said. Jeff said in his article yesterday that it's wide open. It's wide open uh, more than ever, the Bengals, who they can draft. And he said... Maybe, you know, they would favor a corner or a edge rusher, I believe. But other than that, yeah. they could take anything. They could Except take anything. They're going to what take what's said. the best. Yeah. They, they are going to take, it was, just like they did with Logan Wilson. They waited for Logan and took what was best. Because that's what you're going to do. And I, th- I think that's the smart approach. And in fact, John, you taught me that approach. You were the John, one who okay, go ahead. Let's, let's hear John. Go, John. 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 There is no real openings on the starting lineup right now like if Eli Apple is like your worst starter aside from who else is that left guard you don't really you're not drafting a guy that's going to start immediately or just be placed as the starter as soon as the draft is over and that has been the case in the past couple of years so yeah the draft is open because of that they're not forced to take any position there's some positions that make more sense than others like cornerback or defensive tackle but like they're, they're running it back that's basically the theme of this free agency they're getting uh, mostly a new offensive line and they've re-signed a lot of guys and the starting lineup is basically looks the same aside from the offensive line so there's not a lot of openings for any more new faces yeah well let and me why wouldn't it look ask, the same you're a super bowl caliber caliber team let me ask bridget a question here because she is very much connected to the front office and uh, my question is actually about it is from a reddit user that was for jeff but i want bridget to play jeff here and it is uh, from Ace High Station. And it says, uh, basically the question is, who do we give credit for this great free agency? Who's in charge 
of the personnel and the contracts and the salary cap manipulation now compared to 2015 is it is it Katie is she is she more involved is it is Mike Brown is he is still involved who do we give credit for all of this this is the question I think for John I I, I have no idea who well I thought I thought Katie. you were like yeah I thought you were hanging out with Katie and getting giving her advice and all that I hang out with you guys yeah that's that's pretty sad this is sad okay this is where i'm uh this is where i'm schlepping it but john what do you think who is responsible for this is it duke is it katie no it's a collective effort like duke he's you know the main director of player personnel but he has a director for scouting and they communicate with this process but it's katie who's negotiating all this like she's a lawyer by trade she handles all the contracts the contracts don't look any different than they did in the past but again for the third straight year they're giving these contracts to players who weren't drafted by the team it's the continuation of that process and this year it was just offensive line like they've never spent this much on a guard before they have never really gone out to get another center from another team before and in past years you would assume that if Lel doesn't get a contract within the first 24 hours, he's, pro- he's probably going someplace else. But no, they locked him in the stadium and they worked something out. They let him go to Kenwood Mall for a couple hours to get some fresh air, but they basically made sure they didn't leave without a contract. So kudos to Katie, kudos to Duke and the entire team for getting the job done. That says a lot about Brown Me first. I was just going to say, if Kenwood Mall is fresh air. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Kenwood Mall is recycled air. Um, That's what I mean. So if, if, if that, then what does that say about the air at Paul Brown Stadium? That was my question. Well, if they let him go outside, it's a little, it's a little fresh. There, there, there's no tunnel from that, Paul Brown to Kenwood. You have to go exactly. outside at some point. That's true. <laughs> no, I just thought maybe, John, maybe it was the, Bridget, the sponsorship with the Bridget chitty that, that makes Bridget. the air. This, and, is and, and, this is mansplaining. This is mansplaining, Daddy. You're going to get fired, Daddy. My my question john so i think we're all impressed maybe that's hyperbole i think a lot of us are impressed that we saw gaps in the offensive line and the bengals went out and they spent a little bit of cash sorry i'm taking daddy on hoji's job right now do you think that this is like a one-time thing for the bengals or do you think we're actually seeing like a culture shift and this might indicate the way they make deals and the way they scout in no, let's be years. clear this is the most they've given a guard but you know 10 million dollars in 2022 for a guard is not that big of a deal right, right? i mean john is, what that's just, what's that? yeah it's all relative for them that's it what is, i mean but... so what did joe tooney get last year john a lot more year? I mean, a lot like more 16. i mean it's yeah, it's not like yeah, they but still not even half of LeBron. That's not the point. The point is how much more obvious could you they need it to be that they need to finally spend on on the line. And what did they do? They went out and got second and third tier guys even then. They lost right. the Super Bowl in it was very clear that they lost the Super Bowl because they had no interior offensive line. It yeah, was like Yeah, yes, yeah. but if they spent a lot more on one more guy, they probably don't get all three. They I'm not need... saying their approach was wrong, John, but there was no building a wall. Gonna... You need bricks. You don't need one brick. John, I know. It? But what I'm saying, let me just say, John, there was a there was a good chance they weren't going to land Lael 
Collins. I mean, that worked out to their favor, but they yeah. they didn't approach. That was Indiana Jones agency. pulling the hat out of the boulder. Kind Fine, of. they really but they put didn't it approach free agency with this guarantee that they were going to get three offensive linemen. And so I, they started, I think, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Bengals are lucky they didn't have your lawyer. You remember your lawyer? We well, opened up Daddy's. We opened of, up the, uh, We opened up Daddy's lawyer's briefcase, and on. it was just full of fish and chips receipts. You remember that? What, I've you, had you, enough conversations with that guy to remember yeah. that. That guy so, is crazy. Well, let, let's 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 address the question. Texas or busted? Asked. Uh, he says, "I hope they draft a receiver in in day one or day two. And John, I want to say this. Yeah, they're not going to get there. We have three great receivers, but John. I'm wondering if they bring in a veteran receiver to give us some depth. Maybe one of these AJ Greens, maybe a Julio they've, Jones, they've maybe a guy who wants to chase a ring. Yeah, no, you don't mess around. You don't mess around with the chemistry, John. No, those no, guys would be the fourth receiver, John. Dude, they've resigned four of their five free agent receivers. Like, how many receivers do you need? They have eight on the roster right now. They're running it back with that position group. Like, they're going to okay. draft a guy sometime in the draft, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. They need a tight that. end. They need, yeah. yeah. Okay, look, let us move on because we were talking and about blocking the presentation. John, they need Gronks. I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Why can't Watson. I have my own show? I keep wanting to talk. Go ahead. And the thing about Deshaun Watson is that we know that his agent negotiated an amazing contract. I hope, I hope John That's and one word never it. find someone <sighs> like We're talking about $230 million guaranteed. Same lawyer as that, you fish and chips guy. A $1 million salary in his first year, which means that whatever suspension comes down, he's not going to lose much money because it's not going to be more than a year. And so basically this guy, he got way more money, especially guaranteed, than anybody in history and way more than he uh, he had before this whole incident. He signed a that Supermax. He signed an NBA Supermax contract in the NFL. Right. And that's what you call the David Mulugatam deal. He got it. And, and who, he got the and, and maybe, yeah. maybe you could tell us who Mulugatam is because we don't know. So David Mulugatam, it's Mulu, Mulugeta, but he got him. So that is, I think oh. Anik came up with that nickname. Yes, he, he, that's, he, Anik, yeah, that's yeah. his. But look, so he had. He's got such a sharp acerbic wit. John, he represents Jesse Bates. Anti Higgins. Anti Higgins, exactly. Uh-oh. That is where the trouble starts. Well, we can talk about the on-the-field stuff, Deshaun Watson's talent, if he makes it on the field in, in 2022. But in terms of the contract negotiations, this is a bad sign. So, oh, yeah. John, as Jeff, I mean, what are the chances we can come to? I mean, unless Jesse Bates loves living in Cincinnati or something. What are the chances we can keep Jesse Bates now? He's gone, man. It, it's not even... To, to me, it, there's layers to this. It, it's the fact that Bates obviously wants guaranteed money and Mulligana is going to negotiate for that and the Bengals are never going to do that, not with Jesse Bates. So that's already an uphill battle. If I'm, I'm... I'm trying to think about what I know about the Brown family and the Black Runes and how they despise the Cleveland Browns and the fact that this agent constructed this monstrosity of a contract to help... Deshaun Watson basically loses less as less money as possible with the suspension to help the Browns get this quarterback. It, I, I would honestly not put it past the Browns, the family, to not want to negotiate with this agent ever again because of just how they helped 
that franchise get this monster of a person at quarterback for that deal. So I don't know what negotiations are going to be with Jesse Bates and T. Higgins, but I don't think they're very happy with that agent right now. Yeah. Well, Bridget, I don't think Bridget is very happy with the Browns either. And and we know we know the, the kind of story with Deshaun Watson. And, and, and the Browns came out and said, look, we basically, we did our due diligence and uh, he's going to, I don't even know what they said, but it, it did seem like damage control, right, John? I mean, it was basically after they saw, I didn't know Cleveland, you know, Cleveland, the people of Cleveland were so, uh, what's the word? You know, they, they, they're different than other fan bases in that regard, right? They were very outspoken. A lot of people said, you know, I'm done with the team. Right. So, so uh, Bridget, what do you make of all this? I'm, I, I think it's really challenging. So uh, jokes and comedy aside, as a woman, it's troubling. You've got a, a guy with 22, is that right? 22 civil suits of sexual assault, sexual um sexual harassment allegations and I think from someone who's a fan of team a team in the AFC North you know you, you get Ben Roethlisberger out of there who has the the justice system did what it did and you read about it and you say ah, that, that doesn't sound as above board as you might like and and then to get Deshaun Watson in there with that kind of deal, um, it's it's hard. And I think in the NFL, we're trying to think about how to grow the fan base. Um, 47% of NFL fans are women, I think. I, I looked at that data on International Women's Day, and I, I think this is a little, it's a little bit unnerving. Um, yeah. And just what do we value? I don't know. It, it's, well, uh, it's not my favorite decision that's been made recently yeah well that is that is surprising to me 47 percent of fans nfl fans are women because on our youtube channel the demographic is actually it's only one percent of our fans are women so i don't know yeah. which stat is and wrong a lot of them are related wrong, to us so well i don't know if maybe the nfl's stats are off could be because obviously the they love our show the women Right, yeah. Bridget. I mean, they. they oh, love the yeah. And women, why they? women like our show, Daddy. You also. I don't think you know the demographics of our fans, yeah. do you? Do you disaggregate that data? I I do have that data. I do have okay. that data because it changes. It changes our whole approach and what we market and what we sell. And for instance, we know that women, obviously, Bridget, they they are very uh, careful about what they eat. And how they look, and that is why we have a sponsorship with Athletic Greens. Athletic oh. Greens, yes. Yay Athletic for sponsorship! Greens. Let's disconnect that though from what you just said. Well, Yay we're health, there for a little bit. no right. body image issues. But body no. image issues, body image issues are great for Athletic Greens. Go ahead. Look, if you're a woman, oh, if you're Athletic a man, greens. if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're anything, if you're a child, if you're an adult, if you're old, if you're young. Anything you are, you're going to need your multivitamins. But why not take the kind that are top quality? Why not take a delicious scoop of 
Athletic Greens, where you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. And I tell you what, I have been using Athletic Greens regularly for some amount of time. And, uh, and, and I finally, I called into the company, I said, you know what? Uh, I love your product, I'm selling your product. And so they sent me a big box of more Athletic Greens. So you know what I did? I started to take a double dose. Oh, no. Yeah. And every time I would say or take the double dose, I would hear. And do you guys hear that or is that just me? Because I take I, two. We hear yeah. that. You hear it, right? It's like I take two doses. I take a double dose. And then, like, how, why is that happening to me? It's just athletic greens. It's it's really just you know a, a special blend of ingredient supports. Gut health, you, you, my nervous system. It helps me get aging. I, I don't understand why it's only one gram of sugar. Why if I take a double dose do I hear uh, that, that 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 sound, which is driving me crazy? I, I, but I, I feel like I need to keep taking my double dose of athletic greens. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. And uh, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. Wow. Well, that was great. That was great. And and Bridget, I just I just checked. Our demographic is now at two percent women. They're watching the show, just from that commercial. That yeah, is amazing. Right? Look, that's two percent being a double dose of women. John, well, we're twenty five percent of the people uh, co hosting this podcast right now are women. Yeah, and so. that says something, doesn't it? Where where numbers are going up? Well, I was going to say, Bridget. I mean, we we are way above 75% men following the show, but below 25% of women. So, I mean, I don't want to play the blame game, but if you're looking at the numbers, I feel like you need to, you know. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Step up your so, game, Bridget. Good decision. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, John. John. Just step in it further. Let's keep going. John, look. We, one of the questions we had on Reddit for Jeff, by the way, John, was now with this new offensive line, this question comes from user Bluegrass Gazer. And his question is, what is the next step for Joe Burrow with this offensive line? Is this, does this mean that they can do more no huddle, more hurry up, you know, more, let him do more of the play calling? Is this going to change the nature of the offense? I personally uh, Hoji, think... Hoji, why are you shaking your head? I'm it curious. won't change anything. It won't change anything. It's going to buy a few think, more seconds. Well, that's huge. A few more seconds. Oh, that. A few more seconds in the pocket is like a touchdown every play. I mean, a few more seconds is, is a ton of time. So I think it's going to be a record-breaking offense this year, John. I really do. I think Joe Burrow is going to top 40 touchdowns. He's going to be under 15 interceptions. He's going to be sacked fewer than 30 times. I think it's going to be a record-breaking offense. But... In the longer listen, lines, listen, there's listen, one hole. Listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. You have plugged up some gaps in the offensive line. You do not have an elite offensive line, and you we are have... in, and you are in an NFL that loves to 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 crush the quarterback. 
Yeah, but and and, and that Burrow, ain't changing, brother. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, whether it's in college or now, he's never had even an average offensive line, I would say. And Joe Burrow last year, I don't know what the numbers are, John, but what I saw in the playoffs, that offensive line, maybe it's because of the playoffs and they're elite teams, but that offensive line was as bad as I've ever seen for you know a team that went that far by far like that was that i'm not saying they were the worst offensive line in the league but they were just about that bad in the way they looked in the playoffs and now you change three guys you swap out three guys with i don't i don't know pff grades how much they mean but guys with around 50 grades with like guys in the 70s maybe 80s that's huge that could is huge. huge yeah could be huge but because so it's oh, not, hold on. It, it, but it's Before, not John, just... hold on yeah go ahead I was just going to say last thing before we start, but yeah, the point of this topic is we have one hole to fix or to kind of decide on, which is left guard, which could be Jackson Carmen, it could be some of those, but yeah, John, go ahead. Well, for starters, it's not just like Burrow getting back. It's Zach Taylor's play calling is no longer being dictated by the limitations of his offensive line. So many of the complaints have been Zach Taylor's not a good play caller. It's very conservative. He's not taking enough shots. He's not passing the ball enough. That's because the offensive line has been the liability in the first three years of his tenure. Now that you get a stable, consistent unit out there, I think that opens up things a lot more. Burrow's getting sacked less. You're going to see just more freedom, a more liberal offense, if you will. So in regards to the offensive line, the final piece there, it, it seems like it's Jackson Carmen's spot to lose. And I think that's fine because, at a, like, I get it. I I honestly get it, Hoji. Like, they're so close to having, like, zero unknowns of the offensive line and like zero weak points. They, they didn't even have that in 2015 because Russell Bodine was the center. So like they, they could feasibly have an offensive line that's that's completely like it, it's Fort Knox, right? There's no there's no weak points. There's no points of entry for defensive linemen. But at a certain point, you also have to see what you have with the guys that you drafted because if you don't draft and develop guys at all, that's not a long-term sustainable success, success plan, if you will, for sustaining the success that they have now. They can't just buy every single position every single year they have to see what young guys are going to be good or, or just going to be okay and honestly only one of those guys needs to be okay it could be jackson carmen it could be deontay smith jackson carmen is going to get the first opportunity to get that done we'll see what happens but i foresee that to be the battle and it's going to be between a lot of young guys and honestly again only one of them has to be okay the, the odds of all of them being capable starters is very lim is very slim right now it's just one guy that has to be decent John, but I mean, you the know, thing, if, thing I were, is, if I were a statistical yeah. man, if I were a statistical man, John, you know what I would do? I would go back to all the Bengals games and try to see which Bengals games had the most rushing yards and to see how we did in those games as opposed to the others. No one talks about rushing anymore. Oh, than but you that, you can't use that. That's a mismatch. That stuff is mismatches. No, the, it's the not. The games where you have, yeah. It yeah, is. but no, that's it. Now, what I'm saying is that there's much more to an offensive line than the offensive line. When, right. you can, when you can rush, when you can push the ball forward in other ways, when you've got the tight end who can, come, who can push a little bit around close up, when you can spread the, the field around, there's a lot more. And what we saw in the Super Bowl was not just the failure of the offensive line. It was the failure of the offensive as a whole. It was even the failure yeah. of Joe Burrow. It was even the no. Okay, okay. I don't know what happened to the show. I, I don't know. I, I, was, I let Hoji speak for... 20 Listen, seconds. I love Joe. Credit. I so, am his biggest okay. fan. I think he's the number one NFL quarterback. Okay. But Joe Courtney, did not you, have a mute, great fourth him, quarter. Please. Can you mute him, please? So let, let's, let us talk about something 
more substantial, which is this, John. It's not just about the individual parts on the offensive line. Everybody knows that the offensive line is about how those pieces work together. How Paul Alexander, by the way, who's a, a sweetie pie, I see him all the time, actually. I, I see him walking and talking, and, and he's a very nice guy. And he basically... He, he believed that it was like music, like it's like an orchestra, right? Where you have, they, they, have to, they have to feed off each other and they have to, they work in harmony. And so that takes time. So this offensive line, I mean, I know Frank Pollock is a great offensive line coach and I know he got the guys he wants, but you know, Lou Anarumo looks like a genius now, but it took him, you know, a couple of years to get his system implemented. So it might take the Bengals half a year for this offensive line to click. You know, like you said, it'd be like Fort Knox, but that means they're communicating. That means they're, you know, that 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 game losing uh, QB hits on Joe Burrow, if you will. That was because of communication, right? Well, Where I, he I think passed, I, uh, yeah. he should have passed uh, Aaron Donald off. Right? But the defense, mean, a defense is a much more complicated machine than an offensive line. Offensive line is complicated, but the defense, you're talking about the entire other side of the ball. You have to read no, but, different but offensive But line, offensive line is one of those rare, is the only position, I think, you know, where... You just got to push people it, out. No. It, 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 all of it has to be coordinated perfectly. They, they're almost like one position, right? It's like trying I mean, to push open a door. Daddio is correct, but the Bengals' offensive line at times were so bad it was just the fault of individuals. It was yeah, guys going to be pretty early. And and I'm saying like you're right. I think it, it may take a few weeks for them to gel completely because they have so many new faces. But just the difference between Hakeem Adeniji to Alex Kappa, Isaiah Prince to Lyle Collins, early version of Trey Hopkins versus Ted Karras. That's so monumental. It's going to make an impact in itself. Let me ask you something else, John, real quick about Lyle Collins. I understand the cap and all that kind of a stuff to Dallas, but I mean, Dallas always finds a way for money. And uh, is there any sort of concerns with him physically? He had a bad hip in 2020. He had surgery for it. He missed the entire season. Other than that, I don't think there's any like long-term injury concerns with him. He was suspended for trying to bribe a doctor out of uh, failing his drug test for a decent period of time last season. But what was the drug? It was just it was just marijuana. Like it wasn't anything oh. serious. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's the reasons why he hasn't played a lot of games in the last two years. But he's still only twenty eight years old, and other than that, he's perfectly healthy. Okay. Well, so let us move on, John. Thank you for that. So let's move on to the hojoscope. Let's now. Let me read up a few names for all of you folk. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, David Mills. You know where I'm going with this. These are the QBs of the AFC aside from the AFC North. Now, let me add to it the, the recent AFC North QBs, and you got your Joe Burrow, your Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Mitch Trubisky, and possibly Baker Mayfield if the Steelers get Baker Mayfield, which is a current rumor. Now, why is this happening? Well, we know why it's happening because we think about the way the Bengals prepared all of uh, uh, last year, before last year. Basically, they prepared to play uh, the, uh, the, the Lamar Jackson's uh, Ravens. And, and defensively, that worked. Teams prepare for games. They don't prepare to win the whole shebang. They, they prepare for their division, and then they prepare for their conference. And so the QB is the place to be now. Everybody wants a borough. Everybody wants to 
play a, a play a, a, a Joe Burrow and have a Joe Burrow, right? Now, this reminded me, uh, if you could pull it up, Courtney, of another very similar situation in the 70s and the 80s when everybody needed a lead guitarist, right? It was the age of lead guitarists, right? You had your Brian May, you had your Eddie Van Halen, your David Gilmour, your Slash, and of course, yours truly, your Dr. Hoji, the Electrics. Moji, we were all there, you know, grinding on stage, showing people what we were made of. It was a great time. Everybody knew they needed an electric guitarist who could take the lead just like this QB situation, right? So I was going to play this game with our friend Jeff Hobson, but he's not here. So I need to, you all to come back on my stage. Come on, bring, come back, John. Come on, Bridget. I need you here. I, I need Daddy here. Come on, come on. Gotcha, Hoji. Now, I will, name a, I will name a guitarist for myself and tell you a word that I think of when I say them. But I will also say a QB in the FC North and call on you, and you must come up with the word, the first word that comes to your mind for what you think of them. You understand the rules. So no, I go, go first. Yeah, go okay. Brian May, word comes to my, that comes to mind, soundscape. Okay. John, Deshaun Watson, what word comes to mind? Uh, evil. Evil. Yes. Good. Okay. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, Speed. Okay, speed. Uh, Daddio. Lamar Jackson. Fast. Okay, well, that sounds a lot like speed, but okay, fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, David Gilmore. Soul. Soul. He had a lot of soul. Has a lot of soul. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Bridget. What word comes to mind with Baker Mayfield? Irrelevant. Ooh, good one. Wow. You sting like a bee. I like that. And lastly, the greatest of the great ones, Dr. Hoji, the electric smoji, the word that comes to mind is virtuosity. Virtuosity. Can you bring that picture up again, Courtney? That's when I had hair. Look at that. Good old days. The word that comes to mind is virtuosity. And Daddio, you get the final word. What word comes to your mind when you hear Joe Burrow? Brilliant. Brilliant. So we're facing, and, and, and Mitch Trubisky will not get a word because he's not significant enough to. So we're facing a new AFC North QB presence. And that is my hojoscope. I love it. I love it. And I also love Kerry. And so with that, I want to go to Bridget with my Daddy O Cares segment. So, Daddy O, you know my birthday is on Monday, right? Ruh-ro. The, the, he the, did not know well, that and he did not get you a gift on. or a card. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Did you, the thing, the reason is because you're not on the payroll and so I don't, I don't have your numbers. I am on the What's payroll. What's my birthday, Daddy O? What's John's birthday, Daddy O? I know John is a cancer. What do you know about John? Nothing. Okay, Bridget, continue. So, um, I, uh, I'm going to move past the hurt feelings, um, but my birthday is Monday, and we all know celebrating birthdays is a really great way to strengthen relationships and build culture. Daddy, that's something we are trying to do here. Um, but we also care about our listeners. Uh, 
Dadia, thank you for sharing listener demographic data. Uh, but we want to celebrate one of our listeners, Nathan Sturworth. He is a adamant listener to the number one Bengals podcast. I don't know why, uh, but he is. Um, and he is a huge Bengals fan. Um, he's got a fantasy football team called the Icky Shufflers. He's got a little boy named Max who can now apparently recognize Joe Burrow, just like you, Hoji, anytime he's on TV. Yeah. Little boy. Give him some athletic greens and he can recognize things that we can't even see. He'll be able to recognize Mitch Trubisky as uh, irrelevant as he probably also is. Um, So we wanted to say happy birthday to Nathan to thank him for listening and keeping us relevant so that we don't go the way of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I really love it. Beautiful. Happy birthday, Nate the Great. May May you celebrate 108 and then go out on a date with... Kate, I think his wife's name is Kate. That's Kate. I'm, just, I'm just assuming, yeah. Your but wife, so, Kate. So here's the thing, is that uh, we love Nathan, and we know that he loves rocks, and he loves hardwood yes. trees. Who doesn't love rocks and, and hardwood trees? And he also loves me and Hoji, which yeah. I don't know what that says about our uh, our kind of mental prowess, you know, or, or kind of our brains, if they, if he, you know, they resembled rocks and hardwood trees, but there is a connection there, and I haven't been able to no. find it yet. Maybe he just likes, you know, he just likes, uh, he doesn't want to be too challenged. He just wants to relax his mind when he has time off. And so he either is in nature or is listening to the show, where there's basically no sorts of, no sort of sensical information. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Nathan, for loving our show and following our show. Yeah. And also, I think... Happy birthday, Bridget. You're right. You. Oh, yes, yes. Happy birthday, Bridget. I'll remind you all the day after next week. You know, Bridget, why don't you take the day, why don't you take Sunday off for your birthday, please? That's really sweet and, of uh, you, Daddy. very kind of you. Thank you, Daddy. After, afternoon, the, from 3 p.m. afterwards, you're off. To 3.30. Ah, oh, got it, got it. Yeah, that's afternoon right. time. Right, and uh, look, let us, uh, also, I think you want to talk about, Bridget, about the, the kind of Cincinnati community getting Lael Collins by kind of, by showing him love and support. He talked about that. He, he tweeted about that, how he loves the, uh, he loved how he was received as soon as he got off the plane, which says a lot about our fan base. Yeah. But you obviously, Bridget, you- Desperate. I, right. <laughs> okay. How oh, gee. I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, when did people receive an offensive lineman like that? We're desperate, we need him and we feel right. it. We need the guy. Desperation and hope may be two different sides of a coin. Perhaps they need one another to to exist, but I'd say hopeful as opposed well, to desperation. Let's be honest. They, they showed uh, that guy, Galladay something, Richard yeah. Galladay or something. They showed yeah. him so much. And I was so confused. I was like, this guy, John, I watched like at least 30 seconds of his highlights. And I was like, this guy's not getting separation. And he's on the Lions. Yeah, Why is this guy irrelevant. such a touted uh, why is this guy so highly you know why did the Bengals want him so bad i was like i was thinking about you know i didn't get it and but the whole fan base was so excited they might get a big name receiver that they showed him so much stuff he just he just ignored it all but lael collins 
and I think these lyrics are these these subtopics and are in reference to the first Noel. So it's like you know recruiting continue continue both day and night. But the the Bengals really really pushed to get him, and uh, and he felt the love and he wanted to be here. And then I think Joe Burrow talked him into it. Joe Mixon talked him into it. So that was an all-out effort. So very proud of us overcoming the limitations of the guaranteed money problem and the other problems. Yeah. Finally, speaking Finally. of money problems. More I, money, more money, more money. Right. You can go to patreon.com slash DHSports. You can support the show. You can, we talked about the Winnow app. You can go there if you want to get something for your money. Or you can go to Patreon and just the sponsors. We mentioned you on the show, tell you, tell you a story about you on the show. And uh, you can also be a member on Google. And whenever you do any of those things, if you are a, a woman and you increase our demographics, just know that you are doing your part to advance women's rights by supporting yes. our show. Isn't that right, yes. Bridget? It's a and bridge with a that, little far. We will have the with first that. woman president of the Daddy on Hoji fan club. Can you imagine Absolutely. that day? That I, would go I down mean, in history. It is going to happen before the first U.S. president, which is going to be a shock to everybody but Bridget. Okay. That is all we have for this show. Like, subscribe, subscribe. put comment. Turn on notifications. Turn on notifications. Read John's articles at ZitzyJungle.com. Read John's emails. Follow. Read his emails. Read his mind. Follow us on Twitter. I'm talking about Bridget and John and Hoji yeah. and me. Yeah. And yeah. go to Brinks.tv. Yeah. That is all we have. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.